the most engaged content on YouTube for 2021 mm -hmm. was R&B videos. The most blocked content on YouTube in 2021 was R&B was the most blocked category on really? YouTube in 2021. Yeah, and it was the it had the most um, um, views as well. You're listening to the Straight Up SEO podcast by Susa Digital. I'll be your host, Chetan Bat. Hi, Chris. It's a pleasure to have you on the SUSO podcast. Um, for all those listening, Chris is CEO of Brand Advance, which is a company. It's a, it's a group of companies focusing on diversity marketing. And diversity marketing is important because it is all about reaching communities. And there are, and Chris is going to explain to us essentially what kind of communities are out there that aren't being reached. Um, and this includes, for example, those that are with disabilities, which in the UK includes like 12.7 million people and, um, you know, yeah, vast ways of people. So is, is, does that sound about right, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, the one of the beautiful, I'm sat in the middle of New York at the moment, but it's a city just the same where one of the beautiful things about London, about Manchester, about Glasgow, um, about Cardiff is the different cultures that live, with, you know, within these cities, yet mm -hmm. marketing predominantly has been geared around reaching straight white men you know okay. that's it. you know that's it yeah it's better now obviously but mm. uh, a lot of a lot of the practices a lot of the the media deals that have been done a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the way it was built um and i suppose at the time there's no fault that was they were, they were the predominant uh, community mm -hmm. back in the day but now they're not you know now like you've already said you know 12.7 million offers in the united kingdom live with a disability you know 40 oh, i'm sorry no i mean i i, I think i think yeah I mean, this is really really important and actually i want to get into um later on in the podcast kind of really for for those who are coming at this from the outside really building that sort of objective kind of image of of what's going on in, in the UK, America, and around the world. But yeah. I think just before we get to that, I, I think it's really important that um, I ask that people understand, you know, what 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 is your vision? What is the change you, you, you wish to see? And, and, and what, what kind of started off this burning desire to create this change? Um, the vision is that nobody needs to bloody use brand advance to reach what should be consumers that they reach with any agency they're with. You know, okay. it might sound a little bit silly as an entrepreneur to build a company that you're essentially saying shouldn't exist. But I'll have well sold by then and I'll be on a on a yacht in the French Riviera, so I won't care. But <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, you know, the we sort of we silo everything with specialists and it's great. We are a diversity specialist within the uh, advertising industry and it's great to be thought leaders there. It's a lot cleverer mm. people within the company than me. Uh, uh, but you know, we are, everybody's come with a passion and then it's great that there's allies, advocates and people from the communities rising throughout all the agency groups and the brands, et cetera. But essentially yeah. we shouldn't, we shouldn't need a specialist to speak to, you know, me as a black guy or me as a gay guy and then, and call that 
diversity marketing or culture marketing, but then if you're reaching white people, it's just called marketing. Well, isn't it actually marketing is when you can reach me and them? <laughs> yeah, I actually had this thought when I was reading through some of the literature online on this. And, and um, so I'm, I'm, I'm new to the concept. So it's kind of new to me to read about these things, and it's uh, and and it would it would mention things like minority uh, uh, products. And I was just thinking, isn't this just a niche that's unexploited? I mean, can't we talk about this in exactly the same language as everything else, um, except the niche yeah. has a particular cultural dynamic to it that you have to probably understand first. Yeah. Yeah, you know. and I think we need to change some language as well. You know, like I've just said, we you shouldn't be called culture marketing, and then over there is real marketing. It's all called marketing. Actually, it should be just called marketing done correctly. Number one, <laughs> you know. Mm. Secondly, um, it shouldn't be called minorities. Like there are more black people on God's earth than there are white, or you know, black and brown people. There are. It's just yeah. that, you know, taking all the different countries <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Asian, Indian, Pakistan, Africa, you know, um, yeah. African Americans here, Black British in the UK. Just when you look around, uh, you know, white isn't the predominant. So why is everything that's not straight and white called a minority? It's not a minority, mm -hmm. you know? So, so we need to think about terminology because then I think that in turn will change mindsets. We'll stop looking mm -hmm. at this as like an outside nice thing to do and start looking at it as, oh my God, I do not reach half the world right now. <laughs> yeah. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Cool. I mean, so here's, 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 here's a question um, to kind of dig into that a bit deeper is that when we say that, everything is geared towards uh white men is 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 that just coming from the perspective of within the uk or within the us marketing seems to be that way or, or are we or, or, or is it also the case in other countries which also have high access to internet like india china uh you know is so what I'm trying to get to is that is diversity marketing about entering those markets or is it about re-engineering how we do things within our own countries which are let's say predominantly English speaking in English speaking countries you know? yeah yeah so it's about the second I mean okay um, straight white men are predominantly the predominant ones marketed to in India obviously because mm. Indians are the predominant but there's not just Indians in India you know there are other demographics and then there's an LGBT there's a thriving LGBTQ plus community there that doesn't mm. really get as much creative space on billboards or in magazines mm. or you know or so it's different countries have their own diverse communities you know one thing that I often get when I, when we start working newly with a client is they'll sort of say, well, we won't bother with the Middle East because um, there's not much diversity in the Middle East. Oh, I'm sorry, but actually, <laughs> it's it's some of the most diverse places. Yeah, For example, right. Dubai. Only 20% of Dubai is from Dubai. The rest mm. is all people not from Dubai. You know, <laughs> yeah. so basically, it's the most diverse country in the world because... 80% right. of its of its population is not from there. When you're not from a place, you consume media from your hometown, your, uh, mm -hmm. your home country. You consume media related to your race, your religion, your sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if you're just advertising in mm -hmm. what is the mainstream media there, mm -hmm. then, you know, and, and in India, the mainstream media would be Indian, 
but then there's other communities there that are not being reached within that media. You know, you know so, I, I absolutely agree with you um, there. I mean, just, just, just. It's, it's it's interesting actually that that whatever companies that you you just mentioned that you you're working with, uh, what what was it that um, was the barrier for them to perceive that let's say the Middle East is hyper diverse because even even amongst like I mean, you know I've travelled around these regions and you realise that uh, that one country for example sees themselves as okay they they speak Arabic and they are, might be Muslim. But there's so many things that give them an identity which is different to the guy next door, even within the next city. So you kind of get an appreciation. I was lucky enough to travel to um, about the diversity of these places and why different messaging would affect uh, or enter different communities, um, especially the case in India. Um, yeah. But what do you think was the barrier, basically, for for some of these guys um, to perceive uh -huh. that as marketers? Because yeah. I think initially it was um, how what was perceived as an important consumer that was okay. a problem. You know, minority groups in a country are deemed not or were. It's not mm. so bad now. You know, there's still problems. Don't get me wrong, but they were deemed a lesser consumer. You know. Okay. Um, secondly, it is okay. the, the media deals that were done. The deals, yeah. you know, like in the UK, we're done with News UK and we're done with, um, mm. you know, uh, GQ or Hearst and, and stuff like that. And of course they were. They're big publications that reach lots of people. Deals in the UK weren't done with, uh, with Times of India. You know, mm. nobody thought that that would be important. But actually, mm. millions of people a day read Times of India. Mm. In the media about back home and stuff like that so um yeah i think yeah. that's it's just the way that media has been perceived and bought and yeah one, one, one of the questions i have in my mind about uh this uh, about diversity marketing is precisely when it comes to the size of the opportunity because one might the idea that um minorities are lesser consumers and and therefore because they're smaller populations basically so it takes the same amount of effort to convince one person as it does another person but if that person belongs to a bigger group of people that would be interested in what you're marketing it's a more it's more efficient basically so i just want to ask you if that's you know um, still still holds as the correct perspective and and, and um, if not why not like where's 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 the efficiency in um, marketing to smaller groups essentially definitely is i think there is a misconception that you're doing a lot of work for little rewards, but it is not little rewards, you know. London being uh, one place where, um, you know, nearly 50% of London is non-white, so therefore marketing to people in, their, in media they find culturally irrelevant to mm -hmm. their race in London is going to reach the other 50% that you might be missing, you know, whether they yeah, be Indian, right. Pakistani, Black, um, etc. Yeah. In the US, soon, you know, less than 20 years, the predominant spoken uh, language in the US will be yeah. Spanish because the community, the, the Hispanic community is so large here. These mm. are not minority groups and any marketeer worth their salt must know that the next 10, 20 years of growth for any brand 
in mm. the Western world is going to come from reaching these minority groups. And also, you know, there's a lot to be said, and we see this in the results from the campaigns, that there's yeah. still, these are underserved uh, demographics. So reaching them and um, they haven't been over advertised to like everybody, you know, like mainstream uh, media. So there's still a lot to be gained from that as well. So I think there's, yeah, there's, everybody should be doing it. It's not too much work. It's easy. It's just a mindset change. Okay. And I think this is really interesting because I think when, when, when you said that they have been over advertised to or they're underserved, that really caught my attention because, because it, it just shows that there's, there's, a, there's a large gap there. Um, that, yeah. um, that, 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 and, and so there is an opportunity there because my other thought was that, okay, so we, we might have a situation where there's a huge group of Hispanic people in the U.S., and there might be a huge group of, let's say, Muslims across US, UK, but yeah. but non-white is actually subdivided, <laughs> and 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 so how far do those subdivisions go? But at the same time, if a group hasn't been over advertised to, it doesn't really matter how far those subdivisions go because there's still an opportunity there. Um, yeah, you know, and. And when you start, you know, even though um, it's uh, in the early to mid twenties for for non-white in the UK, but then when you start adding to that the LGBTQ plus community, Gen Z as its own mm. demographic that wants to be spoken to through their cultural, their sexual identity, etc., mm. you start looking at how. Um, two-thirds of all primary school children in the UK, uh, or it, yeah, I think it's two-thirds, is mm. um, are non-white, which means, you know, soon all, you know, a massive swathe of consumers are going to be um, culturally identifying different to the mm. consumers that have come before them. All wow. of this mounts up to if you want to survive the next 20 years as a brand, any brand in any sector, you need to be ready to engage now. You need to be, you know, building up um, both your experience and your data sets within these communities. Because that's one thing I think mm -hmm. has, has stopped cam uh, marketeers going into these communities as well as being that the, they've not felt that they've got the correct data, the correct team, you know, the makeup of their offices has affected it. Because very often you can go into an agency, whether it's in the US or in the UK or, or many other countries, yeah. and you'll see more people from different communities walk past the window of the office than have ever been in the office working. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a fact. Yeah. Uh, lots are getting better, but it's still very low. Uh, and so I think that's, <laughs> that's the, the opportunity is massive. You know, we've only been on, uh, my company's only been around four and a half years. And we've mm -hmm. grown massively because of that opportunity, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I started the company, you know, initially with three and a half grand in my bank. Um, wow. And I've managed to be able to, you know, turn it into offices, um, global offices uh, and helping, you know, helping brands spend millions of pounds um, and dollars. Now, imagine yeah. what the people that have got more resource and, a better understanding than we had what they can do you know if this is just us 
from three and a half grand what what can what can mm. brands with all of their might and resource do in in this space and um it can only reap rewards that's yeah right and what what do you think okay so i think in, in that regard and what are the kinds of things that your that brand advance is focusing on um in in, in what kind of ways and domains is it is it kind of engaging with with this yeah. problem of reaching to communities yeah yeah so we predominantly we started in um, media so um, ad tech so we mm -hmm. serve ads um, across hundreds of um, minority owned and operated or diversity publications um, whether it's video ads and display ads etc um, we've now moved more into creative so content we own our own magazines we have a whole content division which is creative and we have a film division now ba oh, films wow. and ba creative so we make our own content now for on behalf of brands um, but also just on behalf of the of the communities as well um, and then a big focus as ours has been on data and insights there is no data and insights in the industry on these communities what are, what do they engage with what media you know it's all about the, the, the it's mm. sort of maintained to one or two of the communities and they don't know about the rest so um we've built our own it's called cultural intelligence our own platform but okay. now we're really doubling down on the data and the insights and giving every marketeer we, we're giving the platform away for free you know there's no obviously way. there's a paywall for for, for more data but you can use our platform for free. And I want, I honestly want every marketeer and every brand uh, marketeer and every agency person to have access to cultural intelligence so that they can learn, you know, what publications reach what demographics, what cam how campaigns do, what do these communities think around certain topics, what's trending topics right now. It, this platform does all of that for you in an instant. Um, you just tell it the country, the demographic, and the uh, maybe is either the brand, if you're brand specific, or the sector the brand's in, and it will give you so much information that you can build wow. a, million, a million media plans from that. You know, so that's that's the direction that's we're incredible. going. Doubling down on the data, and and like how and, and, and this data, how's it how's it co collected? By the way, I think it's it's amazing that you've created something where people can uh, almost open access. To, to a great extent where people can, you know, have now access to this kind of information and check it out for themselves immediately after this podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's incredible. But, but speaking about data itself, just to just to make it even more compelling for people, how, how are you um, collecting it? And um, if, if that's not proprietary information? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we get it from so so many sources. So. Every yeah. one of our media partners, minority old magazines, TV, radio stations, out of home networks, they all yeah. feed in. Yep. Um, we also we have a global ad server that's serving ads, millions of ads every day into all these publications, you know. Um, we get all the data from that and that goes in there. We run brand uplift studies on every campaign in every country within every sector that we do. That data goes in there. Um, we've also got a contextual piece of AI that sits on top of our whole network and wow. reads every article in every publication on our network <laughs> and looks for trends, you know? So wow. what what is Indian media writing about as a, mm -hmm. as a whole? 
and then which articles are being most engaged in the UK, in the US, within the same oh, wow. community to see if there's a difference in their thinking, in their content engagement. Um, uh, and so, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of, of data. And then we have a team of uh, consultants and they do quantum qual research. So they'll sit down with a hundred or a thousand people from a certain community and ask them questions and pull that data and stick it in the system as well. So it's not just all digital data. So there's been real person quant qual research there that we do. Sometimes it's paid for on behalf of clients of brands for like GSK and Adidas and, and stuff yeah. that all got us to do that. But sometimes we just do it off our own back to get that data so that, that you know, you can't, if you don't know something, you don't know it. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You can't act on it. You can't use it to your creative advantage or your media advantage, you know. And unless you know stuff about these communities, people will not reach them. So, so yeah, you get all of that with cultural intelligence, and that's important to us. That's 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 really incredible, and I can see yeah, how your mission and how you're going about this kind of align. Because as I think at the beginning of the podcast, you said that you're setting up a company that will hopefully change the world enough that it won't actually be needed anymore <laughs> yeah. and, and, and this is exactly the kind of thing i think that you know giving people access so that they can make these decisions um based on data is is, is yeah it's absolutely amazing um and actually um i just want to ask you also like as an extension of all of this uh, what what is brand safety and how does that um, affect affect reach as well um, and 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 then I'll, the connection is I want to ask you about how 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 people looking into data and insights can can uh, you know reverse the effects that, that yeah 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 that, yeah. But the, the problem with brand safety is a very blunt instrument still still a very mm. blunt instrument people use that because you might read about uh you know gang black gangs or you might um associate you know wrongly totally wrongly but uh and with major bias associate lgbtq plus online to be more porn orientated and stuff like that just these misconceptions of community muslim oh that'll be terrorist content so we'll we'll, we'll block that do you know mm -hmm. But the, the instruments that have been very commonly used are more keyword level. It's getting mm. more sophisticated now and they're doing it on context, but still there's a misunderstanding that some words should just shouldn't be in there. No, mm. no brand safety list by any brand should have LGBTQ plus in there or any of the words within that acronym. They should not block gay or lesbian. They should not block black or Muslim. They mm. should not block Indian, Pakistan. They should not. But all these words are by so many brands. And that's a major reason why they've never stuck an ad in a black publication is because they were they blocked the word black man or, or hood or do you know what I mean? And what, yeah. what, what needed because they have a negative connotation of these words but and because you know the makeup of their teams hasn't given them the access to the insight that says ah no 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 if you block that word you just blocked my whole community because we all mm -hmm. use it you know um so mm -hmm. that's it's a learning curve but it's great to see so many brands and agencies are, are on that curve but but there's still work to be done so do, do you have any insights into how people can use um data 
in order to so for example let's let's just take the example of the word hood let's just say that it's something that a community uses a lot in their general parlance right so if, yeah. if i wrote a bunch of book blog posts that that use uh this kind of language it kind of because i'm from that community and i want to or i'm creating a product which uh i don't know yeah. <laughs> which 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 um could be for this community and, and i'm just talking in in, in that lingo how how would we do that without with and without also actually having our brand then attached to um maybe a news article which is also using that same word with something negative because so, i'm assuming that's where the problem comes from right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um you use contextual blocking so you don't okay. block the word you block yeah. neg negative articles around that word or subject mm -hmm. you know so um nhs covid one of the most blocked thing or covid one of the most blocked things over the last two years you know it's a good example whereas you might have an article saying the nhs have saved our lives mm -hmm. uh, during the covid pandemic what I brand see. does not want to be in that article but then the other article that says, you know, a million more people have died from COVID in the last year. Brands don't want to be in that negative. All you need is a simple contextual, it reads the article. It's all there. It's all available to everybody. You know, yeah. actually the vendors they're using to bluntly block keywords probably have that as an option. They're just not fully utilizing it or they're not setting it correctly so that it, you know, only get rid of negative articles, neutral articles. Um, you know, mm. you should be very careful about blocking neutral articles because most mm. articles are neutral. If it's unbiased media, then they're mostly neutral. That doesn't make them negative. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's mm. a neutral stance. It's a neutral. And, and then, you know, inclusion and exclusion lists as well, making sure mm that you've not got all of the Muslim publications on your exclusion list. So no matter what the article's about, you can never stick an ad there because you've blocked it from a domain level. You know, all okay. of these things, they just need thought. And, you know, uh, this. Uh, I think a, a lot of our clients and a lot of, you know, um, even our potential clients, they're all on this journey, varying degrees, but they're all on this journey, you know, and and, and I'm sure lots will be listening to this and I want to say well done and thank you, you know, oh, yeah. and I don't mean that patronizingly. I mean it like, thanks. Like I've got kids and my kids, mm -hmm. you know, deserve to be able to choose the media they read and they are mm -hmm. just as good a consumer as anybody else's bloody kids. They all live off Bank of Dad and Dad's a CEO in New York. So they're a pretty good consumer, to be honest. If you can get them yeah. to get me to buy whatever it is they want, then you know, they're they're, they're a good consumer. So <laughs> why would you why would you stop them? Because my son reads rap magazines mostly and basketball magazines. Why would you not stick an ad in that digitally? Mm. You know, why would one the most engaged content on YouTube for 2021? Mm was R&B videos. The most blocked content on YouTube in 2021 was R&B, was the most blocked category on really? YouTube in 2021. Yeah, and it was the, it had the most um, um, views as well. I know this because I, uh, I was a keynote speaker for uh, YouTube's conference about three months ago. Um, and so when YouTube was speaking at Google's HQ before I went on, um, mm. that's what they were saying you know and and it just baffles me it's like so, so we, uh, 
Just, just, just to get that into perspective, are you saying that in 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 spite of the blocking, it was still the most engaged with category, which just it, means that it yeah, could yeah. have been so, way more. <laughs> no, 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 no. So it was engaged yeah. by potential consumers, people watching R and B videos, people sharing yeah. R and B videos, but brands didn't stick ads in there because it was right. the most blocked by brands. So that is massive opportunity missed, you know, yeah. and 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 it dispels mis, uh, you know, sort of biases and that. You know, the black community don't buy luxury goods. Oh, my bloody God. If you ever go to Harrods or to, um, what's it called, Selfridges, yeah. and go to Gucci or go to Louis Vuitton and count how many white faces or how many black or brown faces there are in there at any time. Most of the time you'll find me there if I'm in the UK. But um, <laughs> you will see that it's just silly, you know. Um, uh, brands yeah. are, are a part of rap culture and rap music you know the, the brands that have been worn the cars the flash cars in there and then if we can afford it we will go out and buy it and most of the time when we can't afford it we'll go out and buy it anyway because it makes us look and feel good you know so there's just, they just need to get past this and and you know i i am going to keep saying putting my olive branch out which is that it is happening it's not happening bloody fast enough right. but it's happening no, I, I think I think yeah. Here, here it's becoming clearer that you know um, it's worth every company looking into the data and the statistics on this and trying to really have a look at, um, like you say, change their perception. But 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 also they can do that with hard facts as well. Yeah. And yeah. and and for sure, it's, it's it's worth looking at these things. Also, I just as an aside, I, I was just thinking as you were talking about that is the is the association too because a lot of these things are not just you know. For the black community, it's originated there, but um, it's it's catching on. Some of these things as cultural trends, like yeah. R and B, is 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 a huge category of people. Um, yeah, uh, you know, and so yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So 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 that's that's really interesting. So in terms of keywords, I have a particular curiosity towards this because I was reading, um, for example, how companies like Nike uh, have Basically, they, they have products for um, for let's say minorities for for particular niches, right, and particular groups of people. Like for example, they have the bikini for for Muslims because they prefer a different style of clothing, and uh, but yeah. they also go to the beach. So so they have these bikinis, and yet they're not ranking very so organic static traffic is not reaching their um, website because of a lack of seo knowledge they have lack of search engine optimization knowledge that they have yeah when it comes to how do you really um really take a product and make it highly visible to a certain group of people typing in searching certain key terms do you do a lot of work with with um seo do did you find that because you mentioned that this is a lot of this is happening at the keyword level when it comes yeah. to brand safety. Do you, do you find that uh, companies are focused on SEO and focused on keywords, and or is that um, also they are, but not within minority groups? You know, a lot of um, the work that um, we've embarked on to now take to our clients that we've done with yourselves is in mm -hmm. that space. You know that. Uh, all of our clients should now. Now we've got by sticking media in, um, in black publications. You know, um, Nike. Uh, you know, is 
a, a fantastic client and in this space they are leading the way in spending within the media within these communities so they are reaching that community but as you say you know seo has never been thought of in the in the sort of diversity sphere um but it should be uh, and that's something that we're, we're partnering together to do is to make that happen yeah because in some ways i think that this is low-hanging fruit for many companies because they already might have the products they just don't have uh, it positioned in a way that um, makes it highly visible to 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 people searching yeah um so i think i think at the beginning of this whole thing and I think maybe now is a good time to mention it is to understand what your um, motivation behind all this is, because I think I think that's yeah, yeah. The, it's just the one part that's outstanding. Before we, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't understand when things don't make sense, mm. and as I've already mentioned, and I've said a thousand times, I have a family, you know, the teenage family, and we need to fix it one because it doesn't make sense two because it's a problem that needs fixing three because there are so many fantastic content creators out there that half of the world's problem is that they don't understand other cultures and therefore they are afraid of them they are um uh, you know fighting against it you know a large part of what's going on in europe right now at war is down to that you know one culture come country not understanding the other if we can get enough content out into the world that helps people to to understand it will break down barriers and the only way to do that is to fund the content fund the good content not fund the bad stuff you know fake news racism online harassment all that needs to be defunded and that billions of dollars that goes to that pumped into these communities so they can make good content and then work you know work with us work with yourselves to then uh, optimize that content and make sure everybody gets to see it and to understand it and to learn mm -hmm. because if we just do that and that is my motivation you know is i need i need i need to leave this place better for my kids than I've found it. And I need you to do the same. And I need everybody else that I meet and, uh, and work with. And even if I never meet them or work with them, we all need to do it because by God, we cannot let it continue as it is. You know, it's like the whole world is on fire. And, you know, if I could, I would ask for the world to stop spinning, grab my family and friends and get it off planet earth and go and find somewhere else and you know or i think we all need to step aside and let our kids have a go because i'm pretty sure they're going to do a much better job than we've done we just uh, that's what we need to do and if we're not doing that if you know yeah. i'm very fortunate i i found a commercial way of me doing that it's my passion yeah. but i can also make money and make other people money and and make publishers money and help the community and you know but also we need to bloody leave the world better, mate, because otherwise it's all done. I know it sounds like really gloom, but like, what is uh, what are what are we here doing then? What just yeah. you know, we are a speck in this grand scheme of what of the universe, time itself, you know. And I'm not I'm not trying to sound all 
airheaded and just like I don't understand if we don't fix these problems I don't understand what we're here and I love marketing so my way to fix that problem is through marketing and getting everybody else to do it better my way isn't always better and you know mm. and along this journey I've had things personally that I need to fix you know if you're going to go on this journey and take people with you you need to be good at leadership I've failed at that on many occasions and still continue to but I've had to take myself i know you introduced me as the ceo i'm technically the chairman of brand advanced group ceo okay. in north america but there's a new ceo in europe um okay. so that i can go and learn to be a ceo you know uh, I'm, I'm very good at this i'm very good at standing on stages or on podcasts and uh and having a vision and I'm very good at bringing the right people into the company to make that vision an actual platform or a, a company mm -hmm. but um i've got stuff to learn and i think you know individually and as a as a sector we, we should be just trying to be better and do better the content we create the media we put it in the people we employ the cultures that we embrace it oh we need to do better all the time so that's that's my motivation uh, and i I'm, I'm totally with you there um i think absolutely we need to leave the world a better place than um how we've come into it um, yeah. and and you know and marketing is is about communication right fundamentally it's an extremely powerful tool marketers yeah. shape the world that we yeah. live in and so and so i think everyone is this podcast uh just 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 yeah should understand that that, that i mean i think that i think they already do understand that it's a very very powerful tool and from what i understand from this conversation and from working as susa the things that we're talking about aren't difficult. They require awareness. They, they require expertise. Yeah. Um, but they're not necessarily difficult. I mean, it's about understanding uh, what, 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 let's just talk about keywords because it's a very, very simple scenario because you can actually look at that. You can track that. You can see what's being blocked. You can see the results that certain, that the certain reach of certain communities that you're missing out on. And with yeah. some skillful data-driven um, kind of decisions, you could quite safely access these massive communities now, which, okay, as marketers and as, as businesses, that's great because it's revenue, but also what is happening there at the same time is that the barriers are being lifted. Um, you yeah. know, and, and, and the world is becoming a more equal playing field when it comes to how how different people and communities can access um, information, internet, yeah, exactly, and communicate with, with each other. So, so, so I, think, I think this is a um, very, very fascinating avenue for both in terms of, you know, business, in terms of marketing, in terms of actually making a change in the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm been, very happy and privileged to have this conversation with you. I hope yeah. we can have more conversations actually, because I'm sure there'll be spin-off questions people have about this and, and we can explore it further for them. Yeah, yeah, forward. absolutely. You know, and I think um, a little ending thing for me would be, you, you know, we're, we're now going with Sumo down the, um, down from your Christian on um, sort of yeah. uh, SEO. Um, mm -hmm. And we want to take people with us, brands, agencies, you know, it feels like a frontier that's not really been explored. It's all been about 
the media, the minority-owned media, uh, up to date. SEO is the next frontier, and you know, so the reason we've met is be through that partnership that we're building on that. And uh, exactly. you know, anybody listening that's interested in that, then let's definitely all explore it together. We can, you know, bring let's, our expertise. Let's and, and and just as a, I mean, I was talking to the CEO of Susa Will about this the other day, um, but just just how much of a buzz there is in, in SUSE for international SEO and and for um and for kind of thinking called this diversity SEO. Yeah. Partly because um the team is so incredibly diverse and actually well equipped to to approach these kinds of problems. Um yeah. we I, I I sent a message the other day to, to everyone in the team and it's spread across 14 time zones. Um so it's all around the world. A lot of expertise from lots and lots of different cultures, a lot of SEO expertise from lots of different places in the world, and, uh, and so I, I think I think it's, it's it's again why we're having this conversation because it's something that naturally uh, fit with with uh, with Susa. Okay, well, fantastic, thank Chris. Thank you no, so thank much. You. For your time. Thank you for having me.